Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson and Morgan Seeds? Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Thompson and Morgan. Well, with Christmas just around the corner, the team at Thompson and Morgan have been looking ahead to 2017 and the vegetables that you and I will be planting. Ken Crowther's been along to have a chat with Colin, who knows all about these things. Colin Randall's, of course, known as Spud, because he's our veg man at Thompson and Morgan. Oh, he can. <laughs> now, at this time of the year, you know, it's all Christmas, 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 if we're not careful. Uh, well, I say that sounds a bit rude, really, doesn't it? Well, but it does, but it's, well, we have to put up with this once a year, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, we also, if we're keen on growing vegetables, it's a great time, isn't it, to look at what we're going to grow in the, in the coming year. Yes, it's uh, what your successes and failures have been through uh, 2016 and, and what you might want to do into 2017, trying something a bit different or uh, if you've got your old favourites, uh, stick with them. But um, Do you stick, should you stick with them or should you try some of your old favourites plus a new variety, do you think? Well, with, with the breeding programmes of all subjects really uh, nowadays, it's... Uh, it's Keeping with your successful, uh, whether it's like your lettuce little gem or your or your carrot fly away or whatever, you, you, it always works for you. Then certainly keep with with those, so you guaranteed your success really. But if you want to just try something, thinking, oh, wonder if there is something just a little bit tastier or a little more pest or disease resistant. Um, just try it, or even a different colour, like with the carrots. So, you know, you got every colour under the sun these days, and some of them have you know, certainly the uh, purple sun that we done a couple of years ago uh, launched it, which was purple skin and purple flesh all through. So it's really nice. So it stays if you cook it as well. Then does it, it does. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I mean, a lot like with a lot of the carrots, uh, they're just washed under the tap and munch them really. Which I do. That's what keeps me fit and healthy. Ken, all the nutrient just under the skin, like That's there right. is in most of the root vegetables. But um, programs are moving on. Of course, uh, here at Thompson Morgan, we were looking again at the courgettes with the mildew uh, resistance, powdery mildew resistance. They do suffer a lot with that, don't they? They do, and um, we've had two good trials uh, to pick out if there's any uh, better than others, but we're still working on it. There's a couple that have been a bit uh, longer in cropping before they got the mildew. And and with the tomatoes, we have outdoor tomatoes, uh, just doing this blight programme. And uh, there's, some, there's some work going on in that. And I think for gardeners' benefit ongoing, Mountain Magic uh, that we launched uh, earlier in 2016, that's, um, that's a really good one. I really recommend that for all gardeners and on for the allotments. Uh, and you won't... Uh, won't go far wrong with it won't go far wrong at all oh no with all the potatoes course growing on the allotments and having some mountain magic tomatoes uh, because we had potatoes around our outdoor trial just to see if there's any Mm. infection spread and mountain magic stood up very very well again this year now of course blighting potatoes you've got the sarpo range which are quite resistant against it aren't they yeah they're still really worth i think most gardeners at least have heard of them, whether they've all tried them, but I hope in they have. Certainly with Charpo Mira that, uh, that's been out, what, now uh, 
12 years or more, I suppose. It's really, really good as, as a main crop, a gutsy one. A lot of gardeners might have used Cara in the past, which is a really good allotment, goody, uh, very gutsy, coats with any soil, does the job. And that, But that will get some blight, um, but it really tries to fight it off. But Sharpo Mira was at one stage better. And we, we launched Corollus um, last year, uh, which is a bit of a pink-eyed, looks a bit like Cara, although it's, uh, it's not an Irish variety. And that's outstanding blight resistance uh, for a, a more even shape of tuba, perhaps in Sharpomira, that gardeners ought to try. So really, it's, it's a battle in a way. Because we've got less chemical and less resistant uh, the ability of being resistant against problems like that, we've actually got to put it into the plant. We've got to get the plant right, haven't we, rather than the other way round? Yeah, it is really, because the commercial trade, you know, where the, the farmers are all under pressure, losing less, uh, using less chemicals, uh, and some of them are you know, just not around, or they're pretty nasty, nasty things. But the gardener's armoury is getting, well, very, very limited. Each year goes on and thinking long in sort of five years time there probably won't be anything at all for gardeners so it will be reliant on the varieties that have got some decent disease and so, pest resistance and we're working on all of the uh, subjects with the breeders so they will be on the in the TNM website or in the catalogue or we'll promote market or publicise something that we think will be a benefit to gardeners. Colin Randall talking vegetables with Ken Crowther on this edition of the podcast from World Radio Gardening. With Christmas just a few weeks away, the packing sheds at Thompson & Morgan are a hive of activity. Ken went out of the cold, into the heat of the packing shed, where he caught up with Jenny. Jenny, well, I've now come indoors and we're standing in the packing shed where they're putting all the uh, all your gifty stuff. I know, it's Christmas. quite exciting. Yeah, first delivery in this morning. We've just been out to have a look at the quality. It's looking excellent, right. so I'm really pleased. I was in Denmark last week checking the crops meeting with all the growers, seeing how Christmas was coming along and everything looked great out there. But of course we don't just buy from Denmark, but that's the first shipment in this morning. Denmark's well, I mean, well known for, you know, house plants and of course it loves its bulbs and all the different things. I mean really, they're, and they're very into Christmas, aren't they? They love Christmas and they do it so tastefully. They don't have bright coloured lights like oh, we do in the UK. you we don't. <laughs> I, I, I go over there and I love it. It's all white twinkling lights, Christmas trees, tasteful decoration, but I never quite manage to pull it off at home. I just go for a riot of colour. <laughs> and some of the plants we've brought in are quite different. For example, we've got a poinsettia this year, which has got the beautiful red bracts, but variegated leaves. So, so it's red, white and green. It? Very different. Not something you'll find on the high street anywhere. Really pleased with it. It's the first time the grower's grown that variety and it's come on really well. That's what must be quite exciting, persuading a grower to grow something that's a little bit different and then actually you selling it. I mean, that must be quite an achievement. It's, it's, it's great. It gives the customer something a little bit different, which is what we're known for. Um, but, it, but it still has that essence of Christmas. It's important not to go too far away from the reds and the greens and the twinkly lights because that's what we all like at this time of year. And as you said, they're very white, but we have never really been all white. We do blues and colours. And, yeah. and it'll never totally change, will it? No, it won't. And for example, we have another variety of poinsettia called Ultra Pink, 
which is a beautiful deep magenta pink with a slight variegation in the in the bracts sort of a deep pink and a mid pink color and and that again looks great with a real multicolored christmases of oranges and pinks and and navy blues all mixed together so we try to cater for every taste now okay we talked about Christmas, but I mean, Christmas is Christmas and you get everything out by Christmas, don't you? We do, We yes. hope. No, I know. <laughs> of course you will. Of course you will. But what happens after Christmas? I mean, is there a sort of flat spot or not, do you think? Well, this was something that I learned in Denmark this week. In January, it's a major plant buying time. You, you, you have everything in your living room for Christmas. It's bright, it's garish, it's... Tasteful, it's whatever you like. And, and then you take it all out, Boxing Day or maybe New Year, if you go through to Twelfth Night, and doesn't everything look boring and drab? You suddenly remember you should have painted, you could do with a new rug. But what, what you can really do to bring spring into your front room is buy a couple of plants. And one of the other um, areas that I looked at while I was in Denmark was um, a grower that grows really easy to keep but unusual green plants there was I don't know the um, Latin name I have to say and I probably couldn't pronounce it if I did there was a plant called the raindrop plant which has beautiful heart-shaped leaves with a sort of white spot in the center absolutely easy to keep don't water it don't pay any attention to it it doesn't need great great light it doesn't grow quickly as well so you can almost use it as a little bit of interior decor yeah. And then there was another one called the watermelon plant, which, right. as described, was white and green stripes. Incredible. Now, we haven't even trialled them yet, so we're going to be getting them in in the next few weeks. And trial trial them, them, see how they go, really put them in a dark, warm spot and make sure that what the grower is telling me is, is correct. See, see the leaves don't fall off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then we really want to make a push for green plants in the home for January. And to think of them not... 100% it's a plant, but like the rest of your decor, like like a painting on the wall or yeah. an ornament, you know, and plants such as those we just talked about are perfect. Put them down and let them look after themselves. And what's the website that they can go to to look up these exciting things? Rainbow.co.uk Did you get that? Rainbow.co.uk You're listening to World Radio Gardening. Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson and Morgan Seeds? Well, as we heard, it sounded mighty busy in the packing room with Jenny. Uh, too hot to handle for Ken. You know what they say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Or in Ken's case, back into the open, where he caught up with Peter Freeman, having a chat about hedging plants. You've got a selection of what I would call hedging plants, aren't they? Uh, yes, Ken, these are our, uh, it's the bare root hedging range. Uh, from any time from November through until March, we'll send out these hedging plants. Autumn, always a wonderful time for planting bare root, obviously. The ground is still nice and warm, it's nice and moist. Now, I do now, 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 now well, it's... certainly now, yes, after all this rain. It was a bit uh, dry before, wasn't well, it? It was a little bit too dry earlier, and actually we put back our dispatches of these purely because our suppliers couldn't couldn't get them out of the ground in many cases. Which is quite um, difficult to believe. This, exactly, this. exactly. Now, but, what have we got here then? Because let's have a look. Should we start on the left there? What have we got on the left? So on the, uh, the, the left-hand side here, we've got privet, um, lovely bushy-looking, very fibrous-looking roots. 
Um, Quite come back into its own, hasn't it, Privet? Don't you think? Privet has. One, it's a wonderful hedging plant. It was a fifties um, thing, really, wasn't it? Really, it? Yeah, it, it, I suppose it went out of vogue for a little while, but a lot of people are planting it again now. Obviously, it's evergreen, and it's one of these great plant, great um, hedges that you really can keep under control with regular, as long as you prune it twice. Maybe, well, sorry, once, certainly twice a year, um, you can keep a wonderful size of hedge and small as well. And a very sharp looking. Yeah. You can have them sharp exactly. looking, which is, which is good. Defined isn't it? edges, that's right, yeah. What but we do all there? sorts of hedging. Oh, you've here. got, I'm going to um, guess, is that quickthorn? Or? This, is, this is a, a type of quickthorn, that's right, so good for sort of natural hedging. Um, we do quite a few of the sort of the native type hedges as well. That's nice. Uh, certainly quickthorn. We'll do hornbeam. Hornbeam is one of these lovely hedges that, um, again, you can keep to a really good sort of shape. The leaves will um, die on, off. They? Well, they die in the winter, but they stay on the plant. Yeah. So you get a lovely brown-looking hedge in the in the spring and the summer, lovely and green, but uh, in the um, in the winter, um, it just stays stays brown. Um, what else have we got here? Various, various other things here. Uh, we've got, got beach. Um, beach. Beach will be here. Beach. That's very popular. Beach. Beach isn't it? is is really popular. Green beach uh, makes will make a lovely hedge. We'll also do the copper beach as well. Um, if you want something re a real dark colour, um, but say green beach is probably the, the the most popular one that we do. I found um, I found viburnum opulus. Now, of course, viburnum opulus is the one that you see in the hedgerows. That's isn't right. It? Again, it's a lovely us, rural hedge. I isn't suppose it, that's really it? for our sort of natural hedges and sort of wildlife hedges. It again, is, isn't it? It's not one I suppose that you could really sort of prune into a sort of a no. really defined shape. No. But it's great that as a sort of a a block and a a sort of, uh, I suppose, a field like you see in the, uh, sorry, a hedge like you see in the field or a field rose. Uh, and in field. fact, you must sell to a lot of people who have got rural situations and therefore you would mix, wouldn't you, your quickthorn, your hawthorn, a bit of beach, a bit of hornbeam and even a bit of viburnum and aces. Ideal for your sort of yeah. your countryside, countryside really sort of good, hedges. And the other thing that would go in well with us, with those sort of things, some of the species roses. We do yeah. the rosa rugosas, which are the lovely sort of common, common roses. Flower for a lovely long time they'll have the rose hips at the end in the autumn as well uh, late summer autumn for the birds and for the wildlife as well so, so really it's a it's a great time to get hedging in the ground which is what you said at the beginning and if you haven't done it what well, get on with it really i think if you haven't done it you can you can really do it any time up until sort of uh, mid-march um, but we, i always think traditionally autumn has always been the best time for planting bare root plants so, so through the winter now. get on with yep. it and really, a bare root plant is good value for money, really. Very good value. It's cheaper than your potted stuff, and it will do just as good a job if you plant at the right time. So no need to hedge your bets. When it comes to hedges, bare root plants the way ahead. Peter Freeman talking hedges with Ken Crowther for Thompson & Morgan. And that brings to an end this edition of the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Thompson & Morgan. Thank you for listening, and visit our website regularly for the next edition of the podcast from World Radio Gardening.